there and welcome to the Business Views Podcast with yours truly, David Ramos. And this is your educational resource for practical business and marketing insights for entrepreneurs and marketers. And so this episode is brought to you by Surge Digital Media and Consulting Corporation. So if you are on social media, I am at David Ramos Marketing on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok for more tips and strategies about business and marketing. And basically, a glimpse of what I do as a founder of a digital media agency and my other business ventures. So without any further ado, let's dive right into today's discussion. So for this episode, we're going to talk about lead generation for B2B businesses. And as you know, generating leads is one of the main challenges for startups and even SMEs. And just in our experience alone as a marketing agency from a sampling of 100 discovery calls, about 87% of B2B businesses say that they are having a hard time generating leads and sales. That is why they need help. And so we're going to decode the most common causes of not having leads and how you can better map out your lead acquisition strategy because it's not a straightforward answer of just running ads on Facebook or on TikTok or on Google or on, and all of a sudden, boom, you already have all the leads that you've been looking for. And even though most B2B businesses need help generating leads for them to convert, we always take a look at the bigger picture first, such as your website, the content, the form, the lead magnets, and see to it if the experience is tailored to your dream clients. Because even though we are dealing with B2B companies, we're still dealing with humans behind these companies. And most probably, you are selling high-ticket offers. That is something that cannot be done through impulsive buying. And you, as a business owner, must be influential and must influence these prospects in the most human and in the most compelling way possible in exchange of their contact information. Let's say like your, um, your email address, the email, the name, the mobile number, and other relevant information to qualify your prospects well. But first, I just want to say that if you lack patience in building a strong foundation to your marketing, you are killing a good and long-lasting marketing for your business. Okay? Now, I want to take a step back here and let's define lead generation from the, the very basic definition, all right? So lead generation by definition is a process of attracting prospects to your buyers and increasing their interest through nurturing with the end goal of converting those prospects into paying customers or paying clients. Now, if we're going to look at the stages of the customer journey, lead generation happens after the attraction stage, or some of you might call the attraction stage the top of the funnel. Now, in any people in B2B, you don't want to rely your lead generation on referrals because it's so unpredictable. You may get good amount of leads right now or this week, or maybe your growth is solely relying on referrals, but that can only take you so far. Now, you need a system and process to generate those leads. Now, what do I mean by systems and process? So here's an example of what we did to one of our clients. 
So they are in consulting business, providing customized trainings and programs for corporate clients. So the funnel that we did is first attracting their audience with the blog content, with a very interesting topic, a headline, and curiosity for the target readers, and then run it using Facebook ads. Okay, so follow me on this. Now, inside that blog has a call to action that will lead them to a landing page. So imagine after you read a blog post, below that page, there is a call to action. And that call to action, once you click on it, will lead you to a different page, what we call a landing page. Now, if the visitor signs up for the lead form in the landing page, their sales team will contact that lead because it's already a direct intent from that, uh, from that lead. Or in other words, the lead is already hot. That's a straightforward case. Now, for those who did not click on the call to action in the blog, we use those blog visitors as a custom audience and created lookalike audience on Facebook and remarketed them to a webinar event, which again will require them to input their contact details. Now, for those who are not familiar, custom audience and lookalike audience is a type of audience targeting on Facebook ads so we can appear to those who have engaged with our content because they have already had the intent and those who are most likely to be interested to our business using, using those who have already engaged with our content. So for example, if you are someone who is not particularly familiar with a business and all of a sudden you see a business that you haven't heard before, that is done through lookalike audience. Okay. Now, if that visitor attended that webinar, the speaker has a call to action leading attendees to their landing page. And we also tested it out in different funnel approach from blog visitor, creating a remarketing ad directly to the landing page instead of the webinar. Now, that lead generation funnel is applicable for business model. I mean, that lead generation funnel is applicable to their business model and sales process, which means all B2B business has their own unique and right funnel to adapt to generate leads. You just have to know which one to do and, and test a bunch of staff stuff out to get the most benefit from your campaign, your lead generation campaign. You know, here's the thing. I'm a huge believer of value-based marketing. Personally, as a person and as a marketer and also as a business owner, I am a huge believer of value-based marketing. Giving so much value to your audience won't hurt you. And in fact, if you give people an initial understanding and an initial experience of how much you know in what you are doing, there is already a connotation that they're getting closer to choosing your business in some sort of way or manner. Now, when you're doing lead generation campaign, you want to provide extreme value to your audience so it will be a no-brainer for them to give their contact information. Like, take it to your personal experience. I believe everyone has their own fair, fair share in this experience. If you're going to sign up or whatever, whatever experience that you're looking for in exchange of a kind of premium um, payment, let's say if you are looking for an online software out of all the choices you are considering, before committing to the premium, you want to experience it first, even in a small period of time. So if, if um, 
you see a trial, you won't hesitate giving your name and email address. Same with your business. So don't be afraid to give value to your strange strangers or cold audiences. So how do you craft a campaign to generate leads? I can give you the basics of it. Four things that you need to understand. Number one is your audience. Second is the content. Third is the landing page offer. And fourth is the lead qualification. Okay, let me run through each and every, each and every step. First is starting with your audience. And I just want to spend a bit more time on explaining this because this is the most overused yet misunderstood term. Now, you, you might call it the ideal customer, the customer avatar, the target audience, your target market, or whatever it is. But basically, audience is particularly pertaining to who are we looking for and who are the dream clients that when we wake up in the morning, we are feeling motivated because we're working with the clients of our dreams. You see, competition is really tough right now. We're seeing the increase of cost per click on Google ads and a tight competition on Facebook and other platforms. And you would only want to show your message to a specific audience who will most likely buy from your product or your service. So if you do this, or if you don't do this, your competition will slaughter you. So the first level of generating leads or basically any marketing campaign that you are crafting is going deep into the minds of your ideal customers, whether that's on Google ads, branding, organic optimization, you need to go deep into the brains of your ideal customers. That is the same with digital and traditional marketing. And you need to realize that whatever niche or industry you belong to, there is a whole hierarchy, again, whole hierarchy of markets that you need to be aware of. It's not one simple single market that you believe you will target. It's composed of three def different levels. Now, let me break it down to you. So imagine 100 people you believe that will buy from you. Okay, 100 people, 100 people that you believe or you are targeting. Now, out of that 100 people, 3% of those 100 people belong to the ideal market. These are the ones who are in the active stage of buying what they um, need and what they want. Now, you don't need to do a lot of convincing to these people because they already want you or your service, and perhaps the objection would be very few and very easy to address, okay? Next, next is the available market, which is 17% of that 100 people. So you have 3%, which is the ideal market. Now is the available market, which is 17% of that 100 people. And these people are looking for information about their problem. Next is the addressable market, which is 20% who are aware of their problem only. And last is a whopping 60%, which belongs to the unaware people. And they don't know that there is a problem and that, that there is a solution that exists. Now, here's the thing. If you wish to go into the 3% together with your competitors who are going hard on this small percentage of market, you will never make enough money. The real cash cow is at the 37%, the available market and the addressable market, because they either are gathering information, which is 17%, and problem aware, which is 20%. And on the, on the big chunk, 60% is very challenging to funnel down, but there is still a chance if you do this strategy well as we go deep. 
So once you understand the hierarchy of this market, you will have a different approach in your marketing strategies. Now, the goal is to move 97% of your market to being part of the 3%. So the question now here is, how do you follow them down? Basically, the answer is so simple. Educate your audience so that they know the process of solving their needs and wants. Now, you can convert uninterested people if you can educate them. Again, as, as I always say in most of my speaking engagements and in this podcast, this is not being taught by most marketers. The problem is that most businesses treat everyone like they belong to the 3% of the market who are ready to buy now and disregard other levels of markets. So let's say Company X runs an ad on Facebook and that ad goes hard on selling to people thinking that those people who will see it will, ev will eventually buy from them. No, it doesn't work majority of the time. The key is you need to know how you can approach your ideal customers. And you can only do that if you can confidently and intimately know your ideal customers and who they are. All right. So that is number one. That is the first, identifying your audience. The second is content. It's not enough for people to see you you need to give them reason to stop scrolling and interact with you. That is why content marketing comes into play because you need to produce content that is number one, engaging, second is educating, and third is informative. And I'd like to diffuse one common misconception here. Again, I always say this, there is no such thing as one content fits all because the content that you are producing serve a specific purpose in the buyer's journey. Now, what are the buyer's journey? It's the awareness, consideration, and decision. Now, if you want to know more about the buyer's journey, my first, ep my first podcast episode is about that. So you can, you can listen to that after this. Anyway, so each stage of the buyer's journey is an active exploration that the buyer goes through or the potential client goes through before leading to a purchase. That is why content is not is not only on the awareness side but also plays a huge role in the next stages of your marketing campaign that is why we commonly say that content is king so that is second so the first one is we have your audience second is content identifying which one would best fit your ideal customers as long as it is engaging educating and informative now the third is your landing page offer this is where it gets interesting because most businesses miss this part and you don't have to miss it right now because we have this thing called tripwire in your landing page offer. Now, the tripwire is basically an irresistible offer that converts your leads into paying customer. Now, a lot of businesses and even marketers miss this part because on the awareness campaign, which is the first stage of your marketing campaign or your lead generation campaign, they are already have the primary intention to sell their main offer to their cold audience. And that will not work because again, as, as what I've mentioned a while ago, most probably you are selling a high ticket offer that cannot be done through impulsive buying. And your cold audience won't commit to that right away. That is why Tripwire exists. Now, commonly, Tripwire is a super low-cost offer for your ideal customers. This is basically shifting your leads into customers at the lowest cost for them. And your goal is not 
to make a huge profit here right away. Again, your goal is not to make a huge profit here right away. But here's the most important factor for your tripwire. When creating a tripwire or, or an irresistible offer, there should be a commitment of time or an exchange of small amount of money or have it both. If either of those don't exist, then that is not a tripwire. So let me give you an example. There is a manufacturer of shirt printing supplies here in Manila, Philippines. Um, and their main line of business is selling a wide variety of shirt paints, um, shirt printing equipment, such as frames, screens, squeegee, and many more. Now, as part, as part of their tripwire to acquire new customers, they conducted a low-cost, hands-on workshop about basic shirt printing on how to start, and how to start, I mean, a shirt printing business. And obviously, the workshop, given the nature of their company, which is a big supplier of shirt printing supplies and paints, that workshop is not a cash cow for them since they won't make a huge profit on that. But they showed the attendees about the process of how easy it is to print and design a shirt and the products and the supplies that they are selling. And after that workshop, 85% of attendees bought their starting equipment in their store. And it's safe to assume that you can expect them to come back again after that initial experience because the experience was really great. Everyone was engaged. Everyone was really learning and they're getting a bunch of value from the workshop alone. So you see, Tripwire is all around us. It's not just here. You can see on the software on the software trials that you are that you're seeing on the internet. Um, you just have to be creative on how you can offer a tripwire based on your industry. And the cost of your tripwire may vary depending on your industry. A three hundred dollar or a fifteen thousand peso tripwire can be very cheap based on the nature of your business. Okay, so again, so that, that is the third. Number one is you're identifying your audience. Second is your content. And then third is your irresistible offer in your landing page. And here's the fourth one. It's the lead form and qualification. Of course, all of these won't make sense at all if you don't make a room to capture their contact information and give them what you are promising. A lead form, so for those who, so that we can have a common de um, definition here, a lead form is any type of form that allows your visitor to provide their contact information after a purchase or for future lead nurturing campaign. Now, it may sound very straightforward, which it is, but there's something that you need to know also that might be applicable in your future marketing campaigns for your company and process. And it involves marketing automation. So let's say that you generated some adjective number. Let's say 5,000 leads in the duration of your campaign. Now, you want to know how many of those 5,000 leads are qualified and unqualified. That is where lead scoring comes in. And lead scoring, by definition again, is a methodology used by sales and marketing departments to determine the, the, the worthiness of leads or potential customer by attaching values to, the, to them based on their behavior relating to their interest in your product or service. This is how you know which leads are sales qualified leads or SQL and marketing qualified lead or MQL. Now I'll give you the definition of the two. 
sales qualified leads are obviously ready to make a purchase based on their lead form answers or marketing engagement in your business. Okay? And marketing qualified lead, on the other hand, are those who need more nurturing until they are the right fit for you. Okay? Now, there are two types of lead scoring that you need to know. Okay, so I'm giving I'm giving you the the overall picture on how you can really have a successful lead generation campaign. Okay, so there are two types of lead scoring that you need to know. Number one is explicit scoring, and that is um, that is a set of score based on your buyer persona, buyer persona like demographic, the company profile, job title, company size, revenue, and many more. Now, on the other hand, explicit I mean implicit scoring. Um, are based on marketing engagements like content downloads, um, email clicks, uh, webinar signups, etc. So, so basically, those are two distinguishments of of different scoring. So, how do you know the the scores in your leads? Now, you can start by assigning points for each value your visitor inputs in the lead form. So. Say in this example, if explicit scoring fits you, set points and threshold that helps you identify which one will be a critical lead, an important lead, an influential lead, or a negative lead. Because again, going back to the 5,000 leads that you're able to acquire with the assumption that your campaign is a success, obviously your sales team can only do so much. Now you want to make sure that they are tapping the, the worthy leads or the right leads only. You don't want to pass them or to be engaged with the negative lead. So put a hierarchy on those critical lead, important lead, inform, influential lead, or a negative lead. You can also categorize your leads by cold, warm, or hot based on the threshold that you have set in your scoring. So this can be done best with your marketing automation specialist as they can help you set this up and execute and analyze the data that you will gather from all of these leads, okay? So if your business is hurting due to low to no leads coming into your business, you don't simply um, run ads to aid the wound, okay? So again, for, for the lead scoring, now that we have discussed, now we can discuss the lead scoring more in depth in the next episode because that will require a more deeper understanding and a more deeper discussion for marketing automation and lead scoring. Now we're going to um, deep dive on that in the coming episode of this podcast. Now again, so you see you see here that it's not Facebook ads or Google ads that will that will aid your your wound into not getting enough leads or not getting qualified leads. Okay, because if you do that. Again, fewer leads doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting qualified leads, okay? You see, it has to go through a series of touch points. And another thing, you can use different traffic sources for your lead generation. Now, what we did for our clients in the previous example is based on what made sense to their audience in current position. But you can use email, Google Ads, YouTube Ads, or whatever it is, as long as the foundation and funnel is strong. Now, again, lead generation campaign has a lot of work behind it. And another reason why most people are failing in their marketing campaign is that they want everything to be instant. Again, if you lack patience in building a strong foundation in your marketing, you are killing 
a good and long-lasting marketing for your business. Now, I can go on and on in creating a campaign strategy for you to get quality leads for your business. But if you'd like to learn more about this, you can visit our website at www.searchdigitalmedia.com. That is with an X for search. Again, www.searchdigitalmedia.com to speak to our marketing consultants, okay? So now I hope that this, in, this is an absolute gold episode for you guys and thank you for listening. So if you are new here, check out our other episodes as we share more practical learnings and experiences in the field of marketing, sales, and business. And also, please don't forget to follow and share this podcast to spread more practical knowledge about business and marketing so everyone can get the results that they deserve. Again, this is your host, David Ramos, founder and CEO of Surge Digital Media and Consulting Corporation. And join me again in the next episode of the Business Views Podcast.